Anyway, to God be the glory. Hallelujah. Let's, let's turn tonight, Brother Scott, Sister Plale, to Psalm chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. Don't know if you will agree with me or not, but I don't know how anybody... hungry for more every time you, you finish your personal reading. Psalm chapter 19. Just going to read that last verse and let's do it all together. Everybody ready? Psalm 19 verse 14. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Silly little title tonight, but that's kind of the way I'm feeling. So I'm just going to say, let's talk about sticks and stones tonight. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength, my redeemer. I wonder how many people that are serving the Lord today are concerned about what he thinks of our vocabulary, of our language usage, how we bandy words about every day. David said, I hope what I have to say is acceptable in your sight. Thank you, merciful God, for your goodness. Thank you for what you're doing in our life, in our midst, in our company, in our congregation, in this flock. Bless your people, encourage souls, renew our minds. Help us, God, to take the things of God seriously. Thank you, Lord, for touching and encouraging and renewing and inspiring. We'll give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, you may be seated. We welcome you if you're on Facebook watching tonight or anyone that's here in person. We're glad you're here. I mean that. Hope you came for the right reason to church. If you came to church to look at what somebody's wearing or See if someone has the nerve to say hi to you or whatever. That means you didn't get anything out of prayer time before church, all right? You ought to come to the house of God to get near to the Lord and do what you can to feast on his word. Sticks and stones. The statement every child uses, no doubt, a hundred times in their life really isn't true. Sticks and stones, we said, may hurt my bones, but, you know, the rest of that. That's, that's not true. Words can inflict pain or bring joy. Can I get a witness from somebody tonight? Jesus said in Matthew 15, 11, remember this. He said, it's not what goes in the mouth that defiles the man. It's what comes out of the mouth that defiles the man. I have counseled people. My friend Todd, I've counseled people so often for 32 years of pastoring and 40 years of preaching. I've counseled so many people, and a great number of them say things like this to me in private. I'll never forgive her. I'll never forgive him because of what they said that day. Or that cut they, used, they, they put so deeply against me with the words of their mouth. It's a whole lot easier to forgive physical transgression sometimes than it is vocal transgressions 
And the Bible said Solomon did. I quoted this verse Sunday, Proverbs 18:21, that death and life, death and life. I pray you, I challenge you, tell me something more powerful than death or life. Nothing. Nothing's more powerful than death or life. And Solomon said, a man who wrote a thousand proverbs, 3,000 proverbs, excuse me, had a thousand wives. Got the numbers mixed up. 3,000 proverbs said that death and life are in the power of the tongue. It was words in 1 Kings 19 too. The reference is to that inflicted fear all up inside of the prophet Elijah's ministry. Jezebel said, oh yeah? Wait till I'm done with you. And he was mortified. Just words. And the challenge I made to the young man, Brother Larry, a couple of weeks ago at my house was to begin to speak positive words of faith and uplifting. Say it again to everybody. I challenge you not for a month, but for a lifestyle. For a lifelong lifestyle. Begin to speak words of positive, uplifting faith in God. After all, the one you're serving tonight, he can, out of the darkness, make light appear. He can do extremely above all we ask or think. Nothing is impossible to him. I offer you this advice to resist the temptation, to lambast, to ridicule, to tear down, or to desecrate. Words have the ability to do that and go way beyond. In fact, the Apostle James said in chapter 1, verse 26, it's because an unbridled tongue can deceive your own heart. It not only works against those that we throw words out against, but it works in the user. It deceives the heart of the user. And Solomon said in 1728 of Proverbs that even a foolish man is considered wise when he controls his tongue. Even a foolish man is considered wise And that same man wrote in Proverbs 25, 11, that a word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in pictures of silver. How good are right words, huh? How much healing can the right conversation bring to pass? So my challenge tonight is speak good words of faith. It's a challenge, all right. Especially when people walk into your life and dump all kind of nonsense on you. It's a challenge. And simply knowing the right time and the right place requires wisdom. Speaking words of life and joy require God's intercession. By the way, did you notice tonight, and I said it about a month or so ago, and I haven't heard anybody comment on it yet, and that's good, because I've got a full-blown message on it. I'm going to preach whenever God tells me to. But did you notice that in James, he said, some wisdom is earthly sensual and devilish. There's not only earthly wisdom and godly wisdom, but there's demonic wisdom as well. Oh, you got to be ready for that sermon. I'm telling you, you better. 
It takes wisdom to know how to use what we are holding in the favor of life and not death. I'm not talking about flattery. I'm talking about spiritual warfare through the avenue of our words. Well, Pastor, reacting negative seems so natural to me. You're in line with me, all right? But here's the solution, beginning with the solution at least. If reacting negatively comes easier than reacting positively, first thing I recommend you do is pray. I'm not, I'm not talking about pray. I'm not talking about public prayer like standing on the street corner and wanting people to go, oh, aren't you spiritual? But Psalm 141, verse 3, put a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. In your own vocabulary, your own words, learn to pray that. It's so easy to be negative and difficult to be positive. This is what you do. This is how you start. God, would you do me a favor? <laughs> would you stop me? Remind me. Unction me. Usher me. Nudge me. Prompt me. Remind me before I blurt out something hateful. Lord, do something to put a little guardian over my mouth. He didn't say over my brother's mouth. He said over my own. Number one, pray. Number one, pray. You know what? I just think they need to hear a piece of my mind. Pray about that first, all right? Pray about that before you give it to them. Because they might think you need a piece of their mind. God, would you help me? A guard, a watch over how I react and what I say. Remember this. Whatever my heart is full of, it's going to be organic or seem natural if it comes out first. Whatever my heart has more of than the other is going to come out more often. It is true. Matthew chapter 12. Let's look at these four or five verses there. Jesus. I love it. He never worried about what the church board thought about him. He didn't say, you precious people. You awesome. Boy, look at these faces out here tonight. I'm the one with the headache. Are you all right tonight? All right. He said, oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Ah, how can you speak good things that are full of or accustomed to negative conversation. He said, because out of the abundance of the heart, what I have more of in here is going to come out more naturally. Oh, I guess I'm just destined to be that way, Pastor. That's not true. Number one, pray, God, would you help me? Somehow, some way, get my attention, remind me, before I say what I'm thinking, he called it a watch or a guard over my mouth, over my lips. Verse 35, let's go through 37. He said, because a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure, meaning what's, what's stored up in there, Brings forth evil things. 36, please. But I say unto you that every idle word. Make me shout, Pastor. Every idle word. 
that we speak, Jesus said, we're going to give account thereof in the day of judgment. So that to me, at least, Brother Christopher, puts a great weight of burden on my, on my soul, on my mind. And verse 37, for by your words you'll be justified. There's that word again. Justification, everybody, oh, by faith alone, by faith alone. As if, I told you this last week, but as if because someone mentally ascends to accepting the Lord in their life, that he looks at our record and he airmails an alibi to us. That's what the religious world tells us. Nonsense, crazy nonsense. Yes, justification comes by faith, but faith without works is dead, James said. By your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you'll be condemned. Now, that's an ouch, isn't it? That's a real ouch. But it shouldn't be something we bury our head in the sand and say, that's not nice words. That's a stern warning from the Lord God Almighty to watch what I say. Watch how I just bandy about language and words. So number one, my recommendation to you, to myself, and then to you is to pray. Pray for control over highs and lows. Hello, somebody. If you've been in this church very long, I've been saying it forever. Highs and lows, Jesus, that's where I need you. In the highs and lows of my mind, my emotions, my will. Start putting things, I'm talking about praying, start putting things in your mind and spirit that overtake or overweigh or outweigh the negativity. Imagine with me in your mind's eye right now, an old scale, you know those old kind that used to hang and, and teeter on a balance position. You put so much in this side, it goes that way. Whatever negativity's weight is, we begin to put things in the, on the other side, in our mind, in our spirit, that overwhelm and outweigh the negativity. Here's some good advice out of Isaiah 26, 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Got to keep your mind on good things, brother and sister. You know what the trigger points are in your own life. And if that person triggers negative and hatefulness and evil and darkness and wickedness, you yourself have to be in control of where you let your mind go. And if you can't keep it clean around me, I don't want to hang around you. Because he's going to give you perfect peace if you keep your mind on him. Doesn't mean you can't do your job at work. Doesn't mean you can't order and check in and balance the books at work and all the above. But he's talking about all the downtime when your mind strays and is looking for something to meditate on. Yeah. Keep your mind on him. In the Bible, your mind, your heart is your mind. Yeah. Not so much your blood pumps, your, it's your mind. It's your will. So put good things in your heart, your mind. That's not rocket science. For example... And without motives, in your mind, go on a quest to be what you are not. 
Maybe you should be more thankful. Maybe you should be more generous. Maybe you should be more kind. You, you do your own research. Look at your own heart. Fill your mind with good things. You're not, you're, I'm never going to get where I'm supposed to be if I just keep ignoring where I'm at. And Ephesians 4.29 said that we have a mission. Our mission is to edify and minister grace, not to be corrupt in our communication. I'm sorry if you can't get your mind off that dirty conversation. Don't talk to me, all right? I can really do without it, I promise you. Our mission is to minister grace, not corruption. It's hard enough to keep my head straight. To me, it's not an accident that God chose tongues in the book of Acts as a sign of his residence in the believer because the very thing Satan defiled, spoiled, ruined, God took back from his clutches the wicked clutches of the enemy and now we glorify God with it. Instead of enjoying the corruption of the world. So number one, ask for his help. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Ask for his help. I promise you this. If you genuinely ask, he's going to help you. I guarantee you, everything I have, I'll put on it. He will help you if you ask him, sincerely. Number two, put the word of God in your mind. Good things, but especially put the word of God in your mind. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings, Proverbs 4. Incline my, thy, your ear to my sayings. Go ahead, 21 and 2. Let them not depart from your eyes, but keep them in the midst of your mind. Your mind. For why? Because they're life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Number one, pray. God, help me order my conversation properly. Number two, spend time doing your homework. Put more, more of this in your thoughts. More of this. Hey, this isn't just for the kids to memorize. And put praise where it's so natural to put curses. The Bible said in Psalm 22, 3, he inhabits the praises. That means he lives there. I guarantee he doesn't live in my griping, in my bemoaning life. Look, everybody, you've, everybody's got a rough road to, to travel. Everybody does. But somehow, Jesus, help me trade <laughs> beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Pray, pray. God, help me control this. Spend time putting the word of God in your mind. Put praise. It takes a battle to do this. Look at Psalm 119. These are just two powerful scriptures out of, out of that long chapter. The writer said, my lips will utter praise when you have taught me your statutes. That's putting the word in. 
and my response. Verse 72, 172. He said, my tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. Here's the challenge. I've said this, and many of you heard me say it multiple times. But years ago, I preached something like this in the other sanctuary. And I got up and I said something like, um, for one week, let's not speak anything evil or, or dark. And just this little voice over here said, one week, Pastor. Can we start with 24 hours? I forget who that was. Sister Blair, I'm gonna... A lot of wisdom there, though. Good place to start is 24 hours. But it, if you're serious about changing for the glory of God, you won't let yourself become contented after you've had a good day here, a good evening there, a good morning there. God, I don't want, I, I realize life's going to throw curveballs once in a while. I'm asking you, set a watch over my mouth, Lord. When I forget all about it and I want to tell that joker off, remind me, Jesus. Remind me, Jesus. Pray for God's help. Start taking the time to put the word of God in your mind. And don't compare yourself to anybody. How you do this is between you and the Lord. Well, if I was like Brother Stacy, I'd read more. Don't worry about Brother Stacy. You do your thing with the Lord's Word. You do your thing with God's Word. Put praise. Praise works, people. Praise works, folks. Find, some, find someone in your circle. My sons and I every day. Hey, Dad, don't forget. Praise him today somewhere. Hey, son, don't forget somewhere, when you're angry, praise him anyway. Find someone in your circle of life that you'll allow to remind you. He's been good even though. The writer said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my mind, what I think about, be acceptable. David thought even his thoughts were important to God. You know, just because you have a bad thought doesn't mean you have to leave it there. Keep thinking about it. Dwell on it over and over and over. Let the words of my mouth, Lord, and the meditations of my heart. Funny how when I think about something so long, I can get so caught up in it. It can take away an afternoon, a day, a week, or amount of time, whatever, for good or negative. So I'm challenging you tonight. Young, any young men here who was in the at the house a couple weeks ago? Brother Christopher, you were there. Brother Darren, you were there. Brother Rob, yes, sir. You brothers over here. That's right. Amen, brother Junior. Have you been working on it? Have you forgot about it till tonight? I'll remind you. Not, not, not because I want to throw stones at you. I want to do better. An iron can sharpen iron. And if you remind me and I remind you, God will look down on our life when we're, when we're beginning to, you know, put the majority of the weight in our life scale 
on the praising him side, God will be well pleased. Well, I'm just the type of person that I look for things and I correct people. Well, you need to be corrected yourself. Pardon my repetition, redundancy. I got a dozen directions I could have gone tonight, but I felt I felt compelled of the Lord to go this way. But uh, that man, Brother Plow, well, I, I won't even finish that part. But I had a man, we had a man in the church many years ago. Wanted to talk to me one night, and as you've heard me say before, he said, just want you to know, God sent me here to be your sheepdog, Pastor Harry. Mind, you just don't know me very well, bro. That door swings two ways. And I told him, Brother Rick, I said, you don't correct one person in this church. You don't, you don't, you don't dog them. You don't try to shepherd them. It's not your job. There's some people, though, they're just looking for anything they can point out or pick up on. Kind of a, kind of a dark feeling. I'd rather just spend my time praising the Lord. I'd rather be around people that are going to praise the Lord. I'd rather be around people that are going to lift up the name of the Lord. Encourage me. Encourage you. Think about it. Would you tonight, tomorrow, pray, God, help me. Help me. If you really mean it, I guarantee you in one year, I guarantee you in one year, you're going to have made more more progress in the kingdom of God than you have in your lifetime up until now. Words mean something to him. How is anybody ever saved? Preachers, preach the message. It takes words. It takes compassion. It takes mercy. Stand with me tonight. Sticks and stones may break my bones. Words, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Do we have hot water? Did you talk to Brother Wyatt? Go ahead and talk to him, yeah. In the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. There's so much power when you just use sweet words to communicate with the Lord. You've been so good to me, God. Merciful and kind. Helpful, Lord. Keep the ship afloat, Jesus. That is my mind, that is my heart, that is my soul. You encourage and you sharpen. You give counsel and wisdom. You give advice, God, through the precious word of the Lord. And I'm asking you, God of heaven, tonight, remind every, every one of my friends in this house tonight, every one of my brothers, every one of my sisters, the visitors and the home folk tonight, remind them, Lord, remind me, Lord, Help me. I don't want to just be, I don't want to just be spewing off at the mouth, God. A watch, a guard, a reminder, an unction or a prompting, God, to my mind to say something good, to promote growth in my family, my friends, the church family, this ministry. Anybody can be mean and spirited and negative. Doesn't take any faith. God, help me walk by faith. To help my friends, help my brother and sister to be strong and not weak, encouraged and not defeated. In the name of the Lord Jesus.